Hello and welcome to Nordea Markets Insights. My name is Helge Petersen. I'm Chief Economist with Nordea. And with me today is Chief Analyst Anders Svensson. Welcome, Anders. Thank you, Helge. Today we are going to talk about our new economic outlook, which has just been released. And uh, Anders, the global economy seems to do pretty well now. Yeah, definitely. If we look across countries, then more or less everyone seems to be growing. Actually, all OECD countries are showing positive growth rates, which is uh, the first time in a decade. And uh, what is behind this development? I think there are many reasons for for this, for for the various economies. But if we take uh, my part of the world first, uh, emerging markets, then it's uh, a lot about commodity prices coming back to levels that are more consistent with the positive growth rates. We've seen the biggest economies come out of deep recessions. If we take the advanced economies, then I think it's also a bit different. But one thing that has definitely helped is the very, very easy uh, economic policies that we are still seeing in in advanced economies, even though we've had several years, for instance, in the US now with, with the decent recovery. Yeah, and the euro area is also doing very well, I would say, four year in a, in an upswing and is spearheaded by Germany. Why is the euro area doing that well now? Yeah, that could also be a number of different uh, reasons. But as you say, the recovery has been going on for, for a longer period now. And that means that the labor markets are starting to show some improvement. That means that people are getting more money in their hands to to spend and and that's also why we're seeing private consumption being a a key driver. I also don't think we should uh, sort of fail to recognize the impact of the fairly weak euro. I know that today most people are talking about the euro perhaps being too strong and maybe that Draghi will even comment on this in in the ECB meeting next week. But if we look at the euro uh, since uh, the global financial crisis, it, it has been steadily weakening and of course that's also helping the euro area uh, recovering. Yeah, so the export sector is doing better and uh, as you also mentioned in uh, households and corporates they are getting a lot of benefits from the very low interest rates uh, and I mean uh, right now we are seeing that the labor markets they are doing well all over but still we really don't see inflation picking up so we we can maybe expect that that uh, easy monetary policy is going to support economic growth also in the years to come i think there's a very big difference depending on where you look because if we look at the the u.s again then it's maybe not the case because we are seeing many years into to a recovery we are seeing uh, the labor market at, at full employment and that means that if the recovery continues as we believe over the next uh, years then of course it will at some point generate wage growth looking uh, into the history um, historic relationships and and the economic textbooks we should have seen it already and i still believe that we are going to to see it at some point but if we take the euro area then it's a completely different situation because the recovery there or here is is behind we've not been in the recovery uh, as long as in the us and and there's definitely a lot more room for improvement in in the labor market before we're going to see any uh, wage growth and even within the euro area there's a big difference between because germany is is fairly long into the cycle and we could start to see some pickup in in wages in germany at some point 
whereas Southern Europe is still lacking very much behind. So I basically don't think we're going to see any significant uh, inflation in, in the euro area, at least at least not to the extent that the ECB needs to, to, to stop the recovery. So an accommodating monetary policy, at least in the euro area for some years, but still we do expect that the global economy will peak already in 2018, I think, with a growth rate of 3.7%. And then we will see the economy starting to slow down a bit again in 2019. What's actually behind that softness going a few years forward? Yeah, that's again uh, the U.S. being uh, so far into the recovery that we are going to see uh, some capacity constraints and and rising uh, wage uh, levels. Uh, And of course, the Fed is already uh, hiking interest rates and will also start to to reduce their balance sheet. And even in the euro area, uh, of course, we're not seeing uh, capacity constraints to, to that extent, but the ECB will probably scale down there. Uh, QE further and uh, and at some point within the forecast horizon also uh, high interest rates. So that is uh, definitely something that uh, that will slow the economy at some point. Whether it's exactly in the middle of 2018, that's difficult to uh, to forecast. But uh, it reflects that that it is probably not that far out in the future. We have also seen recently that global trade has started to pick up again. Uh, I'm just wondering if that is just a temporary factor because now commodities prices, they have started to to rise again. And I mean, by that also more import is coming from a number of your countries in the emerging markets. Uh, um, Would you expect uh, that recovery in global trade to to continue or is it uh, just a temporary phenomenon? I think there's at least a lot of it that is uh, cyclical or temporary. Uh, again, the commodity prices coming coming back, taking uh, Russia and Brazil, for instance, from deep recessions and, and to recoveries. And a lot of emerging markets, uh, emerging economies also just simply need uh, to have some, uh, some, some dollar uh, revenues for f- that they get from commodities to have hard currency to pay for imports in our part of the world. So I think this is a, a big part of the cyclical upturn in, in in global trade, but but I'm not so sure about the, the structural issues. We still have a lot of structural issues, and maybe Trump hasn't done as many things as, as we could fear, but, but there is still a huge protectionist agenda around uh, the world. So I'm not confident that we'll see global trade just uh, power ahead for the next uh, many years. Mm, We have also talked a lot about this structural shift in the economy's uh, service sector taking over more and more from uh, manufacturing and it's a fact that uh, at least uh, trade in services is not as outspoken as when it comes to 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 goods. Uh, so that's maybe also one of the factors that we shouldn't be too optimistic that global trade is just continuing to, to increase with the speed as it has been doing for the past year or so. Mm. Now uh, I can't help uh, also then to thinking about the situation in the Nordics because the Nordic economies, they are these small open economies uh, uh, living a lot from trading with other countries and they are actually doing extremely fine now also helped by by the recent development in world trade and we can say that the situation in the Nordics is uh, spearheaded by Sweden. The economy has grown by more than 3% this year. Finland is also doing quite well, up to 3%. Who would have expected that one year ago? 
the Norwegian economy seems to be doing fine again. Uh, they are out of the so-called oil crisis and the unemployment rate is uh, falling again and, uh, and even the Danish economy is doing quite well right now seeing a growth of more than 2%, which is the first time for, for more than 10 years. So, uh, so the Nordics benefits a lot from it. So uh, we can hope that uh, we will see still strong, uh, strong trade in, in globally, but, uh, but we can definitely not be certain about it. Um, now, in general, when, when, when talking about the, the future, it's, it's sometimes it's quite difficult to, to do the forecast. What are the major risks to our scenario right now? We have a, a very, very long list, <laughs> which we've had uh, in the past many economic outlooks as, as well. And, I mean, you only have to open a newspaper and you, you can come up with five new risks to, to add. Of course, we have North Korea now that, that could uh, trigger something happening in, in Asia, perhaps even uh, escalating to a situation where we could have superpowers on each side of, of a, a military conflict. Of course, that would be a disaster for the, for the global economy. Um, but I think protectionism, that is probably one of the, the, the key risks. And another key risk is, is the tightening of uh, monetary policy that is very close to, to happening, not only in the US, but also coming to, to Europe and, and other places. Uh, mm. So to me, that's, that's probably the, and, and, the easiest and, and risk. The risk of that is that we really do not know how financial markets are going to, to react on that. No, to some extent, the monetary policy is means that we've borrowed a bit of growth from the future, and uh, now it might be payback time. And the question is, how much did we actually borrow from the future? And and <laughs> that also means how how much will will growth actually suffer once these big central banks uh, normalize monetary policy? But I think we have learned from from the past, and that's also what what is very very visible uh, when looking at the big central banks that they don't want to tighten too fast and probably as we talked about there will be limited upward pressure from from wages to core inflation and therefore that uh, we don't see any sort of forcing of the central banks to tighten so i think in this scenario we we have a, a fairly um, modest uh, tightening of of monetary conditions and a global economy that can continue to to recover but it's definitely a risk that they cannot manage as as easily as we think they can. Mm. And then we should maybe also mention that uh, Brexit will take place within our forecast horizon. And I mean, that's still one of the very big unknowns. How is that going to uh, to turn out? Yeah. And an election in Italy still. I mean, we are talking about a lot of positives for, for the euro area. And perhaps the last uh, couple of political events have been less bad as uh, we had feared and uh, less bad than uh, in the past but we still have this Italian election and, and what we're writing in this economic outlook is that the risk there is actually bigger than it was in, in France so I think we should uh, definitely also not rule out uh, some political events happening in, in the euro area. It's going to be uh, extremely uh, interesting to see what uh, happens over the coming years. For now, I would like to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, remember that you can follow our research and us at emarkets.nordea.com. Thank you.